Do you're back with the breakfast show with Lyle and well, sorry, what? Hang on, hey, who? Who are you again? I'm Lawson. <laughs> and mine. <laughs> Lyle is not here. At the That's kind of creepy. I'm, was, I'm, I'm, bit, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll sorry, work I on that. Sorry, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. Lawson and Mon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this morning, yeah, boy. And uh, we're here doing the breakfast show mm-hmm. on behalf of Lyle. Um, who is not in today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some stuff happening up at his place that he needs to be home for. So. Yeah. yeah. He's actually, you know, letting the cares of the world get in, get in the way of his preaching of the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Lawson, preach it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty rough. Uh, Lyle just got rebuked live on air. Yep. <laughs> Been listening to this, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, you can you can you can text me about it. We can we can talk about it, and you'll always be wrong yeah. because I have a microphone yeah. in which I can blast you with, uh-huh. and you don't. So sorry, Lyle. <laughs> sorry, Lyle, but I think I'm with Lawson on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Until if, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We're totally gonna get in trouble for this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go back to our breakfast Bible quiz. Lawson read the answer on the answer card, so he knows the answer. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I left it sitting on the desk with the answer side up. Uh, usually I have to hide that from Lyle because Lyle's a bit of a cheater if he can. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've managed to keep it from him so far. Uh, but if he had half the opportunity, he'd make it a whole opportunity. Yeah. Um, okay, so clue number three of this Who Am I quiz. I stole these things from the city of Jericho. So in case you missed the last clue, the things that this person stole was a Babylonian robe, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. Ooh. Oh, mm. there you go. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Bam. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Or you can text 0491-064-669. Bam. That's awesome. Lawson, what's happening with our Bible study today? Oh, our yeah. Encounter with God. Encounter with God. Of course, we have been going through a bit of a series on. Why does it always seem to land on marriage when it's you and me? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, it's like Every single time you're filling in for Lyle, the lesson pamphlet goes, oh, we must now talk about marriage. <laughs> Bring in the two single people. You! Let's discuss marriage <laughs> some more. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's been really interesting. I, I particularly, like when I was filling in for radio last week, we, we were talking about loss of trust. Yeah. Uh, and I was really, really enjoying that and actually use some of that information. We're, me and um, a, a group of youth from our church, we've made a sort of mock Sabbath school quarterly. Oh, yeah. um, and so this one being on relationships, we've done our own sort of relationship thing. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And, and I talked about loss of trust, but I framed it in the framework of romantic relationships, um, you know, for young adults yeah, yeah, and loss yeah. of trust and, and also just life and relationships in general, you know, how we should deal with loss of trust. And I think it was really powerful last week seeing, you know, the, the, the biblical principles and how we can actually deal with something like that. You know, we live in a broken, sinful world and we're a bunch of people who are striving to be sinless and that leaves us sometimes to be in some really strange, if I dare say the word, oxymoronical positions that it's like, oh, this doesn't really make sense, but it's the best, you know, it's the best way to go. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. God has been really blessing through this study. Do you know, I have never heard a uh, study guide that has been so um, praised and well-loved as this one. Mm. I've had so many people say how much they're enjoying it. It's just blowing me away. And like, even more so than when we did the, the Revelation study and I heard had to listen to Lyle for three months, quack on about how much he yeah. loved it. Well, well, I was like, I was there for one and a half of those months. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were jet-setting off around I Africa. was, but I still, could, I still was listening to Lyle yeah. go on about how much he loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are a little bit confused about what we're talking about with the study guide, so we do something called the 20 Million Movement. Mm-hmm. And basically, 
basically the Seventh Day Adventures Church, uh, four times a year, so once every term, uh, a prints out produces and publishes uh, a study guide mm. and uh, there's different word names some people call it the lesson pamphlet or the lesson study or the study guide but um or the, or the quarterly some people refer to it as a quarterly that you know have all different sort of names for it um, but it's the same thing and uh, it is available around the globe mm. in many different languages that the official St. Adventist Church prints it out um, and People around the world get copies of this study guide, and it's really simple to follow. It's broken down so nice and easy. It's um, it's, a, it's just a small sort of A5 size um, booklet, paper booklet, yeah. as you were. Or you can get the app. I've got the app on my. Or phone. you can get the yeah. You can go online and find the the PDF, and um, and yeah, and it's it's dated. So each day of the of the year has um, a page, and so each. Each day is basically just a paragraph, really. Just a paragraph, some Bible verses, mm. some deep thoughts, um, just more about the Bible, stuff you can learn. And each each quarter is a new theme. Mm. And uh, and so um, we've been doing this, this study guide on air. And so around the world, 20 million people have this same study guide, all doing it together, um, you know, doing it by themselves in the morning, by themselves in the evening, in small groups, with their families, with their friends. And then on the weekend, they all get together and they bring uh, their study guides along to church and they all study the weekend section together. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to do as a church family. And you too, dear listener, can be a part of this 20 million movement. Uh, you can listen in here with us while we do our study guide online. There are many different other churches that also do their study guides uh, in the public arena. So there's like a, a churches that, that broadcast it on YouTube, that live stream it, that talk about it in podcasts. Mm. Um, you can get a copy of it. It's really like like what two, three dollars or something from from the bookshop. Or you can just download the app for free. Download the app for free. <laughs> uh, just go online and uh, you can you know order it online, and have it sent to you. You mm. can order it over the phone and have it sent to you. Um, just contact your local Better Books and Foods. That's the name of the shop here in Australia where you can buy it. Mm. And um, and yeah, it's a really great thing. So that's what we're doing. And uh, with the day we're up to at the moment is. All about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Some principles on marriage. Yeah. Yes, so good. You know, you want to hear a funny story? So when yes. I was like first becoming, like I'd become an Adventist and I was in ministry and so I'm learning, you know, learning lots about God and I'm like become a representative of the church, you know, uh, like less than six months after becoming a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, I was asked one time, oh, Lawson, can you take the adult Sabbath school? And I was like, yep, sure, I can do that. So sat at home, made a Bible study because I had no idea about this lesson pamphlet thing. <laughs> sat at home, made a Bible study, sat down, you know, at the adult Sabbath school. And they're like, all right, like go. And I was like, oh, yeah. So everyone turns their Bibles to blah, blah, blah. And I started talking about this thing. They're like, oh, what has this got to do with the lesson pamphlet? I was like, Lesson pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) It was super cringy, and then I just basically scrapped what I was doing. We went to the lesson pamphlet, and I think the Holy Spirit really helped me to actually facilitate some decent discussion at that time. But it was it was really funny. (laughs) It was just it was like a really cute story about Uh how I just uh didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but I mean, newcomers to any sort of other group setting is uh you know there's always things to learn. Yeah, you're not going to know all the nuances and yeah, fully procedures and so forth that happen. Yeah, that's so cute. Well, I hope that study you uh, that you prepared didn't go to waste. I hope, I hope you presented mm. it at some other time. Yeah. Well, check it out. So, some principles for marriage. We're going to be talking about a few different principles for marriage. From the Bible, from I hope. biblical principles. You and I don't know anything about Yeah, marriage. yeah. Look, we... Uh, <laughs> We're single. My hope is built on nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and his righteousness. Amen. So, yeah, look, I, I uh, look, we don't have much experience between us, but um, we are people 
And uh-huh. we've seen marriages around us. We know some people who have some beautiful, amazing marriages. Amen. Um, that and we can look to. That we can look to. Mm-hmm. We can learn from. And we also have apparently some married person who wrote the lesson pamphlet uh-huh. um, who also knows a bit about marriage and who's telling everyone about it. You know, it. to be honest, though, you don't need to necessarily be married um, to know what a good marriage should look like 100%. because the Bible tells us. Yeah. It's not like we blindly go into marriage and go, okay, now I'm married. Now I can have, you know, knowledge about what this is supposed to be like. Mm. Uh, because the Bible, um, you know, inspired writing tells us very clearly, you know, the principles of marriage. 100%. 100%. And I think it's interesting. There's a classic um, there's a classic saying. It's like you don't need to be a professional chef that know that, to know that food's bad. Amen. You, you know, you don't need to – and that goes for a lot of things. You don't need to be a musician to know that music's good or bad or whatever. And it's the same here. You don't need to be married to know that a marriage is good or bad. You can mm. just there, – there are certain principles that the Bible gives that, you know, different research and different things have given um, that can really lead us into into a good thing. And that I think that's a perfect segue into the first paragraph I have here. It says um, – Marriage like the Sabbath is a gift of God to humanity that goes back to Eden. And as Seventh-day Adventists, we know what the enemy of souls has done and is still doing to both the Sabbath and to marriage. Even the best of marriages are, at time, going to suffer conflict. True. Oh, this is, this is an interesting thing um, because marriage is a biblical institution given us to us by God. But like... Again, we live in this sinful world and there's all these new things that come into play that just didn't exist when marriage was first invented, created. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that means that we need to do a fair bit of searching and navigating of the word and, and ourselves to know, okay, what is the correct way to do this in the world that I live in today? What is the present truth of marriage? And we're going to be definitely uh, talking about that. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Of course, when I say we live in a broken and a, and a sinful world, yeah, we're, we're sinners, you know, um, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, but it's like, man, it, it doesn't matter how good you are, like Jesus is the only one who is perfect. And in fact, the Bible says, if you say that you don't sin, you call God a liar, because yeah. that's why Jesus came and died. It's true. And so as sinful people, you know, what is sin? Sin is, the Bible says sin is the transgression of the law. And what is the law? The law is the Ten Commandments, the perfect and holy law of God, you know, which, you know, especially when you read those last six commandments, they're like the perfect laws to life. Like, don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't, you know, don't lie, don't covet. Like, those things are just, ah, they're so important. They're so, so, so important. Honor your mother and your father, like... If we live by those principles, like, it's not that God will bless us and that, but we will be inherently blessed, okay? But as sinful people who are inherently sinners, we break that law. And that breaking of that law ultimately hurts people. And that can very much happen in the context of marriage, even though marriage was given to us by God, like the Sabbath, like sex, like all of these different things I can think of right now that are amazing things that were given to us by God um, can become so perverted and can hurt people. And it's oh, it's terrible to think about that, you know, something so beautiful can, can hurt people, but it happens. It happens. And so for us, we yeah really need to stick close to the Bible. We need to check ourselves. The Bible says, test yourself to see if you're of the faith. What does that look like? Man, just coming back to the word. Going like, oh man, where am I at? 
Or am I, what do you think about that, Mon? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I, do you know when you were saying about how you know the gifts that God has given us and we pervert them? It's it's absolutely our human nature to pervert mm. every good. If you think about it, every single good thing that God ever gave us, we have in one way or another perverted. And inside the context of marriage, there's many gifts. You know, not just uh, sex that we've made you know, illicit and uh, and ruined and made an, you know an abuse that's come mm. out of how we've misused that gift. But even just something like strength, yeah. think about it, you know, strength that can be used to, to protect and to help. Mm. And instead we've used it, you know, for violence and for abuse. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's, I don't know the it's exact- humbling to realize that that's the state of us. It's, uh, I don't know the exact statistic, but we, we do know, like in Australia, violence against women is a huge problem. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, that, and that's something, usually the context for that violence is in, in, in a marriage context. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, it's horrific. It's terrifying and terrible to think that, that these things are going on, but it's just the state of the world we live in. And so we need to put our foot forward to, you know, not lean on ourselves, but lean on our own understanding, but yeah. lean on God's because we'll definitely get led astray. It doesn't matter who you are. But I have, you know, the first principle here of marriage, and it's something that I've been kind of talking around. Do you want to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7? Ephesians chapter 1. If you are driving, please do not turn your Bible. Please don't turn the Bible. Just keep listening. We'll turn for you. Listen to the sound of my voice. (laughs) (laughs) But if you are at home, feel free. Ephesians chapter, what was it? Chapter 1 and verse 7. Chapter 1. I think I said 7 1. Well, I'm going to 1 7. Yes. Is that where you want me to go? Okay. Let me read it for you. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Mm. So this, you might look on this face value like, oh, that's just a classic. Like, that's a, just a classic slapper of a verse. You know, you know. In in my version, in my translation, it says, "In him we have a redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace." Essentially, what the the heart of this verse is that. Our entire Christian experience hinges on being close to Jesus. Amen. On having a relationship with Jesus. Our entire Christian experience. And so involved in the Christian experience is marriage. In a, you know, and, and the Christian experience puts marriage in its right framework. And so when it comes to marriage, the first and most important principle is before you get close to someone else, Get close to Jesus. Amen. Get close to Jesus. Yes. Hold, you know, take hold of him. Let him do a work in your life. You know, I'm, I'm 20 years old at the moment. I'm a fairly young guy. I've had my experiences in Christian dating um, that were obviously unsuccessful because I'm single. <laughs> and honestly, in those times, like I can, I can attribute that to just me not being ready. Mm-hmm. And not being close enough to Jesus, mm-hmm. like I didn't have, like yeah, you can talk about experience and, and whatever, but at the at that time, like I just I just straight up wasn't, yeah. And so I've been really praying a prayer since the last breakup that I had. That like really wrecked me. I was like, I broke up. It was a mutual thing, but yeah, we yeah. broke up, and I was like super bummed. And I was like praying, like God, make me like a man who is right for someone. Mm-hmm. Like not, you know, I think we pray a lot, you know, people searching, they're like, oh, find me a girl, find me yeah, a girl. Send me one, send me one. But I'm like, Lord, make me someone who's actually going to be a blessing to someone rather than mm-hmm. a detriment. And, you know, I can actually see the fruits of that prayer over the last 10 months and how yeah. God has done a work in my life and changed me more and more. And 
I've actually realized like I'm in the perfect place in my life to be single. You know, I'm working a, a low pay job. I'm spending a lot of time, you know, like I work for a church. I'm spending a lot of time just focusing on Jesus and I, I do a lot, a lot of hours. Um, I'm in the perfect place. I'm in the perfect place. This is my season of singleness. Mm-hmm. Just follow Jesus. Not saying that, you know, there are, I know some lovely, amazing girls who are awesome, but I'm just like, just focusing on Jesus. And honestly, like, come to the realization, if I just treat girls like Jesus treated them, and, and not in the sense that, like, because Jesus never got married, like, I mean, like, in, in the same spirit of kindness and the sp- same spirit of compassion and love, if I treat girls, if I treat guys, if I treat everyone like that, what problem, what trouble am I going to have finding a, finding a wife? Mm. I Yeah, true. I, I just do want to temper what you've said there because I, I think there's a lot of uh, people who, I guess, like me, they're on the other end of the spectrum where they're a bit older in life and mm. they're single. And, uh, you know, and having having, I guess sometimes having people say like, oh, you know, I'm single because I wasn't ready. Um, and I didn't have a good enough connection with God. And then that sort of can sometimes mm. communicate to people, oh, you're single because yeah. you don't have a relationship with God, which is not true. There are plenty of people out there 100%. who have a relationship with God who are half mm. single, and it doesn't just being single doesn't mean that you're in any way 100%. disconnected from God. It's so. context, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. are in different situations yeah. in life. And it's it's also like, yeah, it's it's just where you are. It's where you're at. It's not that you're far or close to God. I just know in my case. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. I, I'm talking from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I actually was like, I was working in ministry, but I wasn't ready for that. I hadn't prepared myself enough to be mm-hmm. ready, you know, because there, there's the journey of justification, right? Mm-hmm. And justification is we come to Jesus with our sins and we say, Lord, forgive us our sins. And when we like repent, he forgives. We're justified. At that moment, we are saved. But then there's, there's this work of sanctification that Jesus does over time. And it's like you, you know, you, you start, uh, for example, the Bible says in Luke 4.16 that um, as Jesus' custom was, he, he, he stood up to read on the Sabbath. You know, these different customs and these different habits and different things start growing and, and forming in your life. One, some, some that I can think of now is praying every day, reading your Bible every day you know serving the kingdom of god uh following closer the health message just a bunch of different habits um that that are cultivated in you as you are walking the christian journey and i think that um yeah that was sort of where i was at i I was still on that road of sanctification i wasn't really ready but then there are some people who are fully ready but they're in different callings they're in different places in life and it yeah it is it is up to individual like it it's your relationship with god not not your it's not my relationship like yeah. it's, it's what I d- what you're up to i really believe there's absolutely no point in trying to figure out why everyone's single 100 <laughs> percent, yeah yeah no that's i think that's just up to you like yeah. it's it's your life it's your relationship with god and and the bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling i love that mm-hmm. because it, it communicates that like god makes every single provision for you to be saved Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, like, amen. We are sitting here today as saved Christians because of what Jesus has done, like what God has done. But then he's like, okay, well, now I want you to decide. Like, work it out. Like, you know, say, okay, this is who I am. What do I want to do? And and I think, yeah, it just comes a lot down to like God doesn't force our free will. He always gives us the chance to to make our own decision. And so we should make our own decisions on these things we should know we should think about where we're at we should test ourselves and we should have a relationship with god that's not blank based on blanket statements but that's based on a real mm. relationship a yeah. real like we're close to god and we know what's 
you know, what our relationship is. You know, the Bible really promise, feel his guidance. The yeah. Bible promises us assurance, we'll his guidance. you know, and, yeah. that, and that assurance comes from the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, we should be close to God in that way. Oh, man, we're just talking Amen. and talking and talking. But uh, we have another song here. We'll be coming up right after this. This is Bart Milliard with Grace That Is Greater. of our loving Lord Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt Yonder on Calvary's mount outpour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse Within grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who Grace receive Grace, grace God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin To Faith FM, you're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88, or the internet, or wherever you are. I don't know how exactly you specifically are listening to radio, but I just love that you're listening. And we love that you're here joining us for our 20 million movement Bible study. But before we get back into it, Mondi, you want to give us another clue for the quiz? I rather do. <laughs> Actually, I need, to, I, need to, I need to confess that I've been forgetting to tell people what the prize is. So I'll tell them after I've given them Ooh. the fourth and second last clue. Yes. Okay, so we know this person was buried in the Valley of Achor. We know mm-hmm. that they stole a Babylonian robe, 200 mm-hmm. shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. We know that the, he stole them from the cities of Jericho. But did you know that this sin of stealing caused 
the entire nation of Israel to be defeated at I. Rough gig. Yeah. AI. Is that pronounced I? Yeah, I'm pretty I? sure it's AI. Anyway. Aye. So obviously there was a battle. Yeah. And Israel was the losing team, which was caused by this person's sin. And I also just gave away that it was a male. So yeah, give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith of Him is the number. Today's prize is a copy of the DA, The Desire of Ages or the DOA. A really lovely book, uh, written by E. G. White. It's part of the Happiness mm. Digest series. Um, it's a beautiful book. This is book number one in the series. And uh, it's um, actually isn't it book number three? No. No, that's the one. conflict of the ages. Oh, it is that okay, yeah. This is the Happiness Digest series. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this is a really beautiful book and it's all about the the life story um of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, this did you know actually that Mel Gibson yes. used this book as like a textbook, a reference book when filming The Passion of the Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this book Man, this book has this, all the power. This the, book has changed just, lives. Yeah, I have just, many friends with personal testimonies on how that book changed their life. Of course, uh, written um, by Ellen G. White, one of the most prolific American authors, or in fact, the single most published author, female author of all time. Yep. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Such a good book. Give Get us a call. Get a copy. 1-800-324-843 yeah. and bada bing, bada boom. You've tell got us a what book. the answer is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got to tell them what the answer is yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're getting back into our lovely discussion mm-hmm. about marriages as yeah. you know, two single people's yeah. perspectives on marriage. And I haven't seen too much head shaking from Shell in the studio. You know, she hasn't been too, like, she hasn't completely disagreed with anything that we've said so far. I think so that's far. because her and producer Mina just sitting there just chatting. They're yeah. gas bagging. Look at their guilty faces. See, oh, they're sitting there see? on the phone. They're, they're laughing they're not at us. us. Wow. They're like doing producer chat. <laughs> producer chat chat. You can't, you're supposed to come here to work, producer men. Looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we're wild here. We just yeah. call each other out. <laughs> That's right. You, you just named and shamed Lyle in the last segment. Yeah. And now I'm naming and shaming the producer. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna like get over the microphone and be like, "Oh, these guys did this." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna switch us off. Lawson was late, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's all right. It was a change from me being late. <laughs> <laughs> but just just before we get continue the Bible study, I want to mm. say, so I said this morning when I was doing the weather, it was like really bad storms and terrible things, and I was like, "Oh, it's sunny outside," but. Literally nope. in the last 30 minutes, it is just, just so blackened. dark. Yeah. But that is A-OK. Why do you think I bought two jackets and a scarf to work today? Because I'm prepped, man. I thought you were just prepped. doing it for the style. Well, that too, but... Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, cool. anyway. Well, back into our... Um, and back into our Bible studies. Mm. So we're talking about, we, t- we talked about that verse, verse in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, just a reminder that said, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. This is also talking about um, a very important principle of marriage. So we talked about how, like, we need to be close to Jesus in order for it to be conducive to be like a good yeah. marriage. You can't, you can't share something or be something that you don't have no connection to. But also, I think we need to realize our state as human beings. The Ooh, Bible yeah. says in Romans, uh, I'm pretty sure it's 3.23, all men, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory, glory of God. God. Is yeah. that 3.20? Hold on, hold uh, on. We all like sheep have gone astray. Is that yeah, well? no, yeah, yeah. For all have sinned and, f- and fall short like of the glory astray. of God. Each of us attend to his own way. The Lord has placed on him the iniquity of us all. Bam, there you go. Scripture boss up yeah. here, just yeah. just smacking it. No, but um, smacking it, <laughs> slaying it up. Uh, 
But that's a, you know, it's a it's a big aspect of marriage too to realize not only your own state but the other person's state. And I th- I, I think it's a thing where it's like you, again, it's walking a line. It's like expecting to get hurt but not wanting it to happen. Yeah. And but also you know, working with the principles of reconciliation. We talked about this last week. When we're talking about lo- loss of trust, the principles of reconciliation, which is confession, uh, forgiveness, and consequences, we really need to stick by those principles. In in fact, a lot of cases of domestic violence usually come from those things being unchecked. Mm. That you know that that people haven't forgiven or they haven't confessed or they haven't yeah. given consequences. Yeah, Lyle and I were talking about this yesterday. Like often the dam doesn't break. The, like there's often like a little crack, a little leak first. Mm. And then that doesn't get stopped and it doesn't get, you know, plugged up. And then that little that little leak, mm-hmm. that little, little crack turns into a huge gutter. So, yeah. yeah. So, we, we yeah, we definitely need to use the principles of reconciliation. And one of those is forgiveness. And in some contexts, forgiveness, like, oh, of course, this is all contextual. In some contexts, can can forgiveness leads to the the restoring of that relationship and, and the reconciliation of for example in a marriage you know where, where a partner has broken the trust of someone else and it's there's been some forgiveness there has been consequences definitely but those consequences have led to the the strengthening in that marriage and the continuation um, and then on the other hand there are some con- there are some contexts where the the consequences of that action should lead to the breakup of that relationship of course that is between you and God and that person. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I want to talk specifically for those contexts where, like, it, the relationship does continue. Um, it does come with forgiveness. It's the only way it's going to happen is forgiveness. And and I think we should be we should be ready to forgive, you know, and, and that's hard to say. It's hard to even come out of my mouth. Just be ready to forgive. There are some yeah. terrible things that people can do. But that is a beautiful way to go through life, just being ready to forgive. Mm. I mean, that's exactly how Jesus approaches us. He's yes. always just ready to forgive. That's how he comes at us. He doesn't 100%. come at us with a finger pointing and accusations flying and condemnation. He just comes mm. ready to forgive. Well, the, the Bible uses this illustration a lot that, that Jesus is the, is the groom and we're the bride. And how often do we cheat? Yeah. How often mm-hmm. do we go astray? Mm-hmm. Um, how often do we do we, you know, <laughs> do we leave the 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 loving care that Jesus has for us for things in the world? Um, he is faithful, you know. Amen. He is always faithful to to forgive us. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And as Jesus is, I think we should use that example. Um, we should use that example, and we should in our rela- in the context of our different relationships, we should come to Him. And that's because, yeah, we are all our sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God, and and um. We should work for the betterment, betterment of others, and that, that comes with forgiveness and building that person up and edifying them, not in their terribleness, um, but once they have broken down, once they have confessed their sins, once they have come and they've said, I've done the wrong thing, it's like, all right, it's time to re-restore that person. You know, I think something we don't think about op- often is like the redemption of the soul. I think we think about getting saved and all those things, but then Jesus actually redeems us to a state of like pureness, like, and that's crazy. And we often we often um, just don't believe it, but we need to have faith that that is what He yeah. has done, and that is the work that He's doing in yeah. us. Hmm. Anyways, man, I, I've really enjoyed talking about marriage. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, like, I like this stuff. Hopefully, there are some people listening going, "Wow, Lawson is really great at talking about this, and he's a really great yeah. guy. I might talk to my friends about him." <laughs> <laughs> so, was that like your ulterior motive this whole time yeah. was to like like snag a wife by talking yeah. about marriage on air? Such is life. 
I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I'm just Walters. joking. Sometimes I'm too self-deprecating for my own good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, look, you had an opportunity, you took it. I no took one's going to hold it against you. <laughs> anyway, we'll be continuing our study tomorrow morning. Uh, Lyle will be back in town, and we'll be continuing the discussion on marriage. But stay tuned for now. This is Mel Venus leaning on the everlasting. Mm. So, yeah, this is actually my favorite hymn at the moment. Love it.
Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04. 04- one one triple two seven six zero. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Sing 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM. That is one of the most beautiful songs. That's actually so my good. favorite, favorite album of all time. Uh, Lawson, we're about to finish <laughs> yes. the day right after I post pictures of uh-huh. you dancing around the studio. No. On Instagram. <laughs> Don't worry, it's on my personal Instagram, not on the Faith FM. Okay, Instagram. okay, cool. But for the Faith FM Instagram, I'm going to now post the, let me see, the, oh, I want to say the last clue uh, for this quiz. Who am I? My family, my cattle, and I were all stoned to death. Uh, and this Bruh. person's name begins with the letter A. And it kind of sounds like the thing that squirrels like to eat. But not. Yeah, but it's not quite that word. Mm-hmm. Anyway, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Get you a copy of The Desire of Ages. Lawson, it is time for you to answer the Q the D. This is a really, really important question because this affects so many people. The answer to this, the, the wrong answer to this has affected the eternal destiny of so many people in the worst kind of way. The question, of course, is what happens when we die? Oh. Okay, well, here we go. I've got three minutes and 55 seconds to answer quite a big question. My mind immediately goes to John chapter 11. Let's go to John chapter 11. The Bible says in John chapter 11 and verse 11, um, of course, the context of this story is a guy named Lazarus has died and the disciples go go to Lazarus and heal him before he dies uh, because he's sick and Jesus is like, nah, I'm going to wait a bit and then he dies. Um, but they don't know that Jesus has been shown in some kind of prophetic way that he's died. And he, he says to the disciples, he says, these things he said. And after he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. And the disciples say, oh, well, if he's sleeping, then he'll be okay. Don't go wake him up. What's wrong with you? Don't go wake him up. If he's sleeping, you'll get better. And Jesus says, uh, the Bible says very, um, very, uh, surely in verse 14, it says, then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And so we see here, um, I'm going to be basing this, this uh, three-and-a-half-minute Bible study on, on this concept of when we die, it's actually asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to frame that in some different context and framework, but essentially death, when we die, the, you know, from the instant we die, we're asleep. The Bible um, gives some very clear and plain examples of this in Scripture. For example, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says that the dead know nothing, um, nor does anyone who goes into silence um, for their memory has forgotten them and they, you know, they no longer feel hate or envy or hatred, sorry, hatred or envy or love or anything. I want to ask you the question, if we die, if we immediately go to heaven um, or hell, would you be feeling love or hatred? Would you be feeling those things? No. No, but if you were... Oh, yeah, if, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, depending on which one you were in, of course. Yeah, 100%. But the Bible is very clear. It says, nope, when you die, you have nothing. Mm. You're asleep. The same thing gets repeated in Psalms chapter 115 and verse 17. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do anyone who goes into the grave. Um, super straightforward. If you die and you go to heaven, are you praising God? Yes. But it says, no, the dead do not praise the Lord. So... That's very interesting. They are dead. They are asleep. In Psalm chapter 6 and verse 5, it says, You will not remember anything in the grave. Very clear. Super, super clear. So we see this first concept of death being asleep. I have a minute and 30 seconds. So I am going to answer the question, okay, when do we wake up? Yeah, that's a great question. When do we wake up? Because Lazarus woke up. Lazarus did wake up. Yeah. But he, you know, he got brought to life by Jesus. But, yeah. but like when, you know, we talk about heaven and hell, it's probably one of the most, you know, sort of staple um, uh, 
Christian themes of the the Bible, uh, one of the most staple biblical themes. When exactly do we wake up? The Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter four, it says this. It says, "But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope." For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. I'm going to skip a couple of verses here. It says, The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. The Bible is clear in this verse. It's describing the scenes of the second coming. When do we wake up from this sleep? At the second coming. Amen. And we go, you know, I love how it frames that verse. So it says, do not be, do not be ignorant, brethren. You know, do not sorrow as those who have no hope. We have a hope in Jesus. He is going to resurrect us as he was resurrected at his second coming. Um, it even says in verse 18 after it gives us, it says, therefore comfort one another with these words. So yeah, that's what happens when you die. You go to sleep. Amen. Thank you so much. If you have a question, give us a call. When I'm sleeping in the grave, where God's flowers not in sway, I have treasures up on high that cannot rust. When the glory morn shall break when my sleeping I awake for my Savior will not leave me in the dust well he's holding to And when 
song Lawson's lost his mind <laughs> you quite all right being Lawson <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lawson just pray, praise God for Lawson because Lawson just had to climb all over the studio desk to um, punch a hole in the roof because the, the vent was squeaking and it was like we can't have that sound on air <laughs> so he's like trying to fix it anyway good on you Lawson we've come to the end of our show it is time to give away our freebie yes first person to call us right now on 1-800-FAITH-FM it's 1-800-324-843 we'll get a copy of the book Real Peace Real Answers Ooh, that looks like a cool book have you read this before? Um, maybe in a different form. It is absolutely incredible. Let me read you the back of the book. As we go through our busy days, it is easy to stumble into worry, fear, or depression. Even as we experience the joy in life, we see the pain, suffering, and death. Is this all that awaits us in the end, or is there more to life than we usually see? Does mm. someone look down on us with love, with care about our concerns? Is there a way to learn more about God and His mm. plans for us? The mm. answer is yes, and this book is one of them. Yes. Give us a call. Real peace, real answers. It's actually number nine in the series, uh, Happiness Digest, but you can read them all standalone. Uh, so this was also written by EGY. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. Uh, Real Peace, Real Answers. Be the first person to call now. Thank you so much, Lawson, for filling in for Lyle. Oh, Always mate, a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news with The Breakfast Show. But in the meantime, if you want to learn more about the Bible, give us a call now. You can get yourself a copy of Lyle's Bible Study Guides. Uh, we can uh, teach them to you in line or on person, but give us a call. 